Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Bobby. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. That's right. It's just us two again. Yeah. And this time, it's not COVID related. No, it's not. He got his uh, his tennis mixed up, honey. Mm, he he thought it was on a Wednesday, but uh, it's not. It's, it's Tuesday, the night we record. It is. So he did ring me though and say, oh, "I just say I'm not hundred percent." Oh, to which I told you, and you said to me. Well, that's not fair because every time I miss, he takes the mick out of me. He does. And so. I feel like if I was at a musical tonight, yeah, just wouldn't stand. And not only would it not stand, it would be in the title of the show. It would. So. It would. So what's he doing tonight then? Playing tennis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For his, his tennis club. So he's not watching Dan Evans the musical? No. Oh, thought I might have to take the mick out of him for that one. No. Um, so... It's just us two again. It is. Unfortunately for... Or fortunately for, for most listeners. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, but fortunate for the listeners. Yeah. I, I'm here, that's the main thing. <laughs> that's all that matters. The main man is here. Yeah, exactly. The sounds man. <laughs> yeah. That's... Yeah. Although, you know, rugby league, rugby league knowledge helps as well. It does, it does. Can't Not argue only. with you on that one. Not only do I know what buttons to press, I know a little bit about the game. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Fair enough. More than you. Yeah. I'll have to agree to disagree on that one, I think. Yeah, I think most people would agree with me, though. Uh, which I think will be... Uh, will show, come the end of this show. Yeah. But um, anyway, why don't you tell our lovely listeners... What we've got coming up tonight. Okay. So, we have our review on the England versus the Combined Nations All-Stars game. Mm. Well, I think that sets that one up, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, we have my stats of the week. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> probably right with that one as well. Uh, we have our mid-season Team of the Year. Yes. Who we think would be named... If it was named tomorrow, who would be in that dream team? Yep. And we have our... We should say as well, sorry, that obviously we were going to get Steve Orford on to talk about St. Helens, but because of uh, Andy not being here and whatnot, he didn't want to miss out, so we've had to change a little bit, haven't we? We have indeed, so we think we're looking forward to welcoming Steve next week, is that right? Yes. Fingers crossed, all, anyway. All being well, yeah. All being well. Um, and then to end the show, we are with Bry from Six Again to do our Super League preview and predictions. Yes. Yes, I'm just looking at the fixtures. Yes. And there's a couple of couple of tricky ones, I think. Yeah, I was I I was struggling. I don't I don't think I'm on them this week. I think it'll be my yeah, my partner in crime. Roy the boys on it. He isn't? is. Um, so I will just play along for fun. Right. See if we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, right. 
Well, let's jump straight into the review then, shall we? We shall indeed. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. That's right, only only really one game to review this week. Um with the mid-season internationals, and it was England 18, the combined nation All-Stars 4. And I thought it was a bit boring, to be honest. Yeah, I was. I think everything we said last week pretty much came to true. Uh, I thought it was quite boring. Didn't entertain me in the slightest. And, yeah, I just, I, I don't think that, that game works. I'll be honest. No, I mean we said it last week, didn't we? That we didn't think that we thought there was better ways of doing it. Um, don't know. I'm not. I mean, it was it, it was rugby league, and I, I always watch rugby league, and you know, I, I did enjoy. I think you always enjoy it, but it, it's all. The, I think the best way to describe it is I won't be buying the DVD. Yeah. Uh, I'll yeah, I agree with that. Um, just a quite a, a slow game, really. Um, there was a couple of good tries on show, though. Um, yeah, the Williams try was probably yeah. the, well was the best try, I think. Yeah, Bateman broke up the middle, didn't he, and, and flicked it on the inside. Yeah, and I think I think even at the start of that set, we started on our our own. Maybe five yard line. Yeah. Um. I, and I, f- I was thinking, oh, we're making some, we're making really good yards on this set, mm. and got up to near halfway on the uh, fourth tackle, I think it was, and Bateman made the break. But the actual set before that, I thought was quite good, and we we made some really good yards. Um, yeah. But yeah, the like we said, the best try of the night um, was it. I can't remember who said it last. I'm sure somebody said it last week. Might have been Bry that Williams would score a try with it being at Warrington. And yes, he did. The fans going mad. <laughs> yeah, he did. He said he'll he'll score a try in the Warrington end, mm. uh, facing the where the home fans would sit. Yeah, and, and he, that's, that's it exactly, was actually wasn't it's it? exactly yeah. what he did. It yeah, is. he scored. He's actually got a prediction right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought he played okay, Williams. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't think anybody particularly stood out. Like, wow, that was you know mm. an amazing performance. But yeah, yeah, I think it was just a, a solid, solid World Cup warm up. I don't think. But I think I think it goes back to what we said last week. I don't even think any of the players are that interested in playing in it. Not so much the England one. Maybe more that. I don't know. It's hard to say, and I, I don't think I'll ever know the answer. But. With all the issues that the combined nations had in the lead up to it, and sort of the restrictions that they had in what players they could pick, depending on who'd been picked for England and whatnot, because they only had a certain amount a certain amount of numbers of players away from one club, I think, and uh, there was there was there was all sorts of issues. They had to delay the squad announcement by a couple of hours. Uh, it was just all a bit farcical really wasn't it it was and I think you know I think 
like I just said as well, I think that had its toll on the England players as well. Because if if players don't want to play against you, it's I don't know. I feel like they were just like, well, why are we playing a team that doesn't want to play us? Mm. And I think that showed. I think I don't think we looked that enthusiastic about it. It was a straight. It, it, it felt a bit funny. The crowd didn't look good either. And I, I don't know what the official attendance it was. was. Nine thousand and something, just just right. over nine thousand. I think I saw it before. It didn't look like that, did it? No, it didn't. I thought the same. Um, and the one try that the All Stars got uh, was all came from a player who should have been playing for England, in my opinion. And Cruz Leeming, yeah, looked, uh, you know, went to go to the right, fake going to the right, come back to his left, and uh, they set it on and got it to Co. He give it to Kenny Dowell, I think, who had a yeah. nice set of hands, well, quick hands to to get it to Ken Seo, who had a decent pick up and put it down in the corner. Yeah, a fantastic pick up as well, right by his ankles. And yeah, still managed to dive in quite quite well. So good try from. I actually from thought Cruz Leeming was probably the best hooker on the pitch. Yeah, I do. I I, I totally agree with that. Um, and, and their 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 points came from. And I didn't even think he should be playing for him, to be honest. No, so maybe, you know, he's probably done the right thing there. He's probably thought, well, if you're not going to pick me, I'm going to show you why mm. you should have done in the first place. Yeah. And he stuck his hand right in now and said, you know what, I'm here for the World Cup, don't ignore me. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think he could have done much more apart from being, well, well, yeah, apart from being the best hooker on the pitch, really, which he was, so there's, there's not a lot else you can do, really. Yeah. Um be interesting to see what happens come the end of the year, especially if uh Josh Hodgson is out. Yeah. Cuz you would have thought if he was in then he wouldn't really have any chance. Yeah, of with course, the other ones yeah. that have been already been picked for England. Yeah. And obviously there's still the I don't think he will, but obviously there's still the uh the possibility that Roby might even come out for retirement. He's he's not said he's com- well. He said he's not completely done with his Saint Helens career, did he? But well, still... he sort of said he was. But yeah, I think he was just a bit reluctant to uh, to say it, admit it. Really, yeah. yeah. But even though he did admit it, yeah, it's a funny <laughs> one. And I know it's hard to explain, but I know what he's trying to say. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> just all in all, oh, as well, James Robbie said he did say. Uh, that he hasn't spoke to anybody in the England setup. No, he hasn't. I did. I did read that. Um, I saw a few comments saying that they were trying to leave the door open for them for him, but he mm. said he's not had any word from anybody. So no, we'll wait and see. I can't see it happening, especially no, if can't. he if he does retire at the end of the year. I can't yeah. see him playing in it. If he was to go on next year, possibly. Yeah. Um. But it doesn't sound like it's going to happen. But all in all, it wasn't a classic game, but it's nice to uh, see England win. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty much the, the the roundup of it. Well done to, to England. And, uh, quick question for you, though, just before we move on from the England game. Okay. Um, did, do you think Robert Hicks likes hands? Did you not see that on the <laughs> scoreboard when he went to the screen for the last try for Bateman? No, I didn't. Spoke about five minutes. All it was was 
Can I can I see his hands? Hands hands this? Oh, oh. I did see that. I, he must have had a, a more of a zoomed in angle on the on the monitor, the screen that he was yeah. looking at. Because I remember I, I watched the highlights again. You can hear him, and you can go. He's still got his hands. Oh, I, I can't see his hands. I can't, and, and I'm thinking, do you mean you can't see his hands? Right there. He must. We must have had a wider view of that shot than yeah. he did. But there was... Which seems bizarre. It really does. But at one point, he sort of went, oh, his uh, right hand is on top of the ball. Oh, no, sorry, that's his That's his left. It's it's my right. <laughs> I didn't see that bit. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that bit. He was looking at it, he sort of went, oh, no, wait, that's my right hand, his left. <laughs> Do you he was looking at his hand? Yeah, definitely. And I sort of turned... Do we want it? Yeah, yeah, it is. His yeah, left, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but... Because but, yeah. I, I remember thinking when I was watching that, and I remember thinking, I think he's going to give this as sort of like a benefit of the yeah. doubt thing, like there's not enough evidence to... Overturn yeah. it. Yeah. So he, must, he mustn't have had that full view, which I find bizarre. Very. Um, but it was a a triple win for England this weekend, wasn't it, as well? The uh, England women's team... Ran out 36 points to 10 winners against France. And the England wheelchair team won 62-48 against France also. I knew the women won. I didn't I didn't, uh, didn't catch the wheelchair score. So, well done to all England teams. Yes, it's looking, um, looking good for the end of the year, really. It um, is. Because I think the wheelchair team lost to France in the World Cup final... Last time round. Oh, did they? I think so. Oh, okay. So, beating the defending champions, not, uh, yeah. not a bad result there at all. No, but a, a good weekend all round for, for England across the board, really. Definitely. It's Bobby Stats of the Week. Right. Stats of the week time, which feels like it's come around quite quickly, but yeah, obviously we haven't had any games to review really, have we? No, we haven't. So, anyway, how many have you got this week? First things first. Hello. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I've only got three this week, for the same reason that... Three? Yeah, three? I've only got three, just for the same reason that there's not that many games and even the NRL couldn't pull any out for me this week. Wow. So, unfortunately... Just the three stats. I know, but I'll try harder next week because I've got some more games. Well, there better be three good ones, that's all I'm saying. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Not filling me with confidence here. Okay, we'll try. Okay. Okay. Uh, stat number one. Uh, the St. George Dragons have beaten the Bunnies for the first time in Wollongong... Since 2005. Right? So at home? Because th- yeah. th- that's where they're based, isn't yeah. it? Right? And it's their first win over the Bunnies since 2016. Really? Mm. That surprises me. Yeah. They were rub- Anyway, we'll get on to it when we can't turn our <laughs> elbow. Yeah. Uh, stat number two. Uh, Adam Reynolds has been involved in 37% of all Broncos' tries this season. 
37. Yeah. Okay. Which is pretty good considering he's only... He's missed a few games as well. I was going to well. say, he's been out as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's not played every game. I think I saw something. He's, he's either scored or, assist, or assisted in every game he's played in, so... Right, very good. Maybe the bunnies are regretting letting him go. <sighs> yeah. I think so, when you look at how badly they're playing. Yeah. It's no, surpri- no, no surprise why the Broncos are doing a bit better. And no, no coincidence there, is there at no. all? And... My third and final stat goes to England's Amy Hardcastle, who has extended her reign as the women's all-time top try scorer. She's now scored 21 tries in 21 games for England. Excellent. So, well done to Amy. Yeah, absolutely. That's a pretty good record, isn't it? It's a very good record, especially with a World Cup coming at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. She is pretty unstoppable, though, isn't she? Yeah, I reckon she could outrun me. Well, I, to be fair, that's not a hard task. I reckon she could outrun you. I'll go with that one. Yeah, I don't think that's that hard. Either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to give you a bit of confidence there. <laughs> no, no. At least I don't leave a silver trail behind me like you, though. No, that's true. Would you tackle her? Uh, no, I reckon she'd run over the top of me. <laughs> <laughs> so you reckon... A few weeks ago, you were claiming you could stop Chris Satai. Yeah, that's true. So, but you, you couldn't stop Amy Hardcastle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. At least you're honest. Yeah. At least you're honest. Still still confident with Chris Satai. Are you? Yeah, if he wants to call me out, then... Well, I'm calling him out. Chris, you know where we are. Yeah, exactly. At Loose Forward Pod. <laughs> That's for Callum. Yeah. Very good. Anyway. Anyway, yes. Unfortunately, like I said, unfo- we've only got three. That is the stats of the week. Okay. Well, I'll let, they were pretty good, to be honest. I, I quite enjoyed them. The, the first one surprised me. Seems a long time, that. Yeah, it does. Um, it does. But I don't think that win was ever in doubt, was it? No, I don't think so. But I'm sure we'll come on to that with our NRL segment. Funny you should say that. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. That's right, I'll uh, quickly run through the NRL uh, results. Uh, The... Dragons 32, South Sydney Rabbitohs 12, and they were rubbish. I think they went 32-0 up, didn't they? Yeah, I think it was 32-0 at half-time. Yeah. Yeah. Rubbish. Poor like you say, no coincidence that they've let Reynolds go and the, the Broncos are doing well. And Yeah. Well, Jason Dimitri took that, uh, t- I think he took that a little bit to heart, didn't he? Because he, he subbed off. Is he called is it Lachlan Ilias? Yeah. Subbed him off there for 20 minutes. He did, didn't he? Because uh, he was having a poor performance. So he did. He can't did. do the kid much confidence, but... It's one of them lessons, Lee. Of course anyway. uh, The Seagulls 26, the Cowboys 28, the Cowboys snatching it in the last minute. Yes, unfortunately for my team, we let that eight-point lead slip. 
Yeah, they're not looking so good either, are they? No, we're not. We're um, not. The Storm, 32. The Broncos, 20. Uh, Sharks, 18. Gold Coast Titans, 10. Did you... Uh, sorry, just just on that Sharks game. Did you see the, uh, the, the forward pass that wasn't a forward pass? Uh, no, I didn't, actually. It was terrible. So the Sharks have the ball. Yeah. Spread it out wide. And the centre... Gives it to the winger, passes it forward. Linesman's like dead in front of it. Like you can see it's forward. The Sharks winger stops, literally stops and starts to walk with his head held down, thinking he's going to give the forward pass. Doesn't say anything and then just charges in and carries on running. They play on and they score off the next set. Right, no, I didn't see that. But the commentators weren't happy with the linesman and... Well, I mean, if, you, if your winger's giving up, I think it's time for the ref to go... Forward. <laughs> I'll have to watch that. Uh, Warriors 6, Panthers 40. The Panthers just rolling on. Yeah, just do it every week, don't they? Don't they just? No slowing them down. No. Uh, Parramatta 26, Roosters 16. Uh, Raiders 20, Knights 18. The, and the Bulldogs 36, Tigers 12. The Bulldogs with two wins in a row. Very good for the Bulldogs. Is it too late for a start of the week? I know it's very unorthodox, but you just reminded me one when you read one of that scores out then. I think I heard this as well, but go on. Yeah. Is it the Roosters one? Oh, right, no, mine was a Bulldogs one. Oh, okay. I've never heard the Bulldogs one. Okay, go on. Uh, sorry, I know it's unorthodox, this. Um, it's because the Roosters lost to the Eels, it is now the first time that the Roosters have been outside of the top eight after round three since 2016. They're out the top eight? They're out the top eight. Are they? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're not having... Uh, not, I mean, I think they overachieved last year. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then this year, they've just not really been firing, have they? been a bit hit and miss. Yeah. Uh, my much. Bulldogs one that I heard was that the Bulldogs have scored more points on, since Mick Potter came in mm. than they did... Um, all the weeks before to the start of the season. So from the start of the season under Barrett, yeah. they've scored more points in the last three weeks or whatever it's been under Potter than they did under Barrett <laughs> this season. No way. Yeah. That's incredible. I know. Super Mick Potter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, obviously he was at uh, Catalans and yeah. St. Helens, wasn't he? He was. He was. Mm. Well done, Mick. Yeah, so there's there's my stat of the week. Oh, well, thank you. For, there we go, we've got five, look at that. Five stats of the week. <laughs> five stats of the week. Uh, very, um, yeah, and also this week there's a couple of, um, <coughs> excuse me, there's a couple of international friendlies um, with, I think Origins on Sunday, isn't it? At, it is. Um, I think it's 11 o'clock. Yeah. We definitely um, want the Blues to win that one for that decider we were talking about, don't we? Yeah. Oh, 10 to 11 kickoff on on Sunday for State of Origin 2. Excellent. Um, and then on the, but on the Saturday, there's New Zealand and Tonga, Samoa and the Cook Islands, and Papua New Guinea and Fiji. Oh, very good. So, but just before we move on, just got a little surprise for you. Okay. Um, and this is for Phil Rogers, really. 
Okay. But I've got the... I just found a couple of them. I've got the Samoa Squad and the Tonga Squad. And I just want you to read the squads out for me. Okay. Because Phil would like to hear you read uh, Polynesian names more often, so... You're joking, man. That's the um, Samoa one, which I think is is okay, the Samoa one. Okay. Okay, what's the Samoa squad, Bobby? <clears throat> Anthony Milford, Bunty Afoa, Chanel Harris-Tavita, Charlie Staines, David Nofaluma, Francis Molo, Isaac Targo, Jackson Polo, Jaden Sewer, Jazz Tavega, Josh... Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Josh Alloway? I think that's how yeah. you say it. I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Josh Schuster. Uh, Keenan Palacia. Luciano Leilua. Marty Tapau. Matthew... Matthew Fige. Ronald Volkman. That's a car brand, that, doesn't it? It does, actually, yeah. Uh, Spencer Lainu. Uh, Taylor May. Oh, my God. <laughs> Toa Fofoa Sipley. <laughs> what was that one? Toa Fofoa Sipley. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, is there a PNG? Oh, what's oh, yeah, what's yeah. the other one? Yeah. Oh, and, no. uh, and this is the Tongan squad. Oh, no. So if you can read us the Tongan squad, please, uh, Bobby. Nope. Go on. I can't even do the first one. Give it a go. Tolo Tau Kula. Moses Sule. Sioni Katoa. Katoni Staggs, oh, uh, Talatau Amon. Oh, I know this guy as well, and I can't see. Soase Tekiaho. That's the one that's gone to the Catalan Dragons. If you if you're just mistaken, okay. <laughs> just in case no one knew what I was on about. <laughs> um, Silva Havili, Adin Fanua Blake. Uh, Sitili Tupanua, uh, Kian Kaloa Matangi, Jason Taumalolo, Sony Luke. Oh no. It's that really big seagull second row, I can never say his name. All right. Um, Hamol Olakatua. Is it Olakawatu? That's, that's how the, I hear yeah. That's oh, how I hear him say it. Okay, we're going to go with Ola Kawatu. Right, okay. Tavita Pangai Jr. Tavita Tatola. Oh my God, how'd you say that one? Moaki Fatuaki. Will Penasini. Isaiah Katoa. Andrew Fafita. Joe Affenhengu. Starford Toa, oh, to- Toa, I don't know, Starford Toa, I'm going to go with that one, Christian Tupaluto, and Elisi uh, Katoa. 
Well done. I think I did pretty well there. <laughs> no. Tricky these Polynesian names, aren't they? Yeah. It's when you're surprised like that. <laughs> well, that was for Phil anyway, oh, so. Okay. Well, I hope you got a laugh out of that, Phil, because I didn't. I did. I think there's been worse ones than that as well. I think you got off lightly there. Do you think? Yeah. Whose Maybe. name couldn't I say the other week? I I, I, that doesn't narrow it down, to be honest. No, you're right. That's true. That doesn't okay. narrow it down at all. That's very true. Can we move on now? I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> very good. Uh, right. Well, let's move on to our main feature of the show, if you like, which is. Our mid-season dream team, if you like. Um, obviously, we did the mid-season reviews uh, over the last couple of weeks, didn't we? We did. So we've gone and picked a sort of mid-season dream team. Um, I've, I've got Andy's as well. Um, Excellent. So I will read that out as well, along with ours. Um, so we've just done a 1-13. to 13. Yep. So... Let's start, obviously, with fullback. Who have you put in at fullback? Um, it was actually quite a tricky one, this one. I think if you'd have asked me start of the season, first few weeks, I don't think there'd have been any question in my mind that, that Jai Field walks into this team. Mm. Um, but I'm actually not going to go with uh, Jai Field. Uh, and I'm going to go with someone who I think... Because I, th- I actually think Wigan can win... Without Jai Field, I don't think they look too much of a different team. Yeah. But I think when this player doesn't play for his team, they look a lot different. And I think he's very instrumental in the way he plays. And I've gone with his um, Man of Steel joint leader now in Tui Lola here. Okay. He had a, had a terrific season, hasn't he? Yeah. Um heavily instrumental in that Huddersfield team. Yeah, I think he has. Um, so, yeah, I've gone with my fullback as Lola here. Okay. Well, Andy has gone for Jake Connor. He was another name that was mm. rattling around my head as well, yeah. Um, and he wants to give a shout-out to Jay, Jay Field, but he thinks Connor has more overall skills. Yeah. Um, and also thinks that Lachlan Coote has been excellent uh, when he's been fit. Yes, Lachlan Coote has really re- revived his form as well. Yeah. I mean, Jake Connor, 24 try assists. That's incredible. Season. That's unbelievable. Um, so you've had a lot of years. I kinda, I'm going to go with Jay Field then because I think he's been electric. I know he's probably gone a little bit quiet over the last few weeks, but mm. I think that form... Um, early on, well, for the first seven or eight weeks of the season was unbelievable. 14 tries, nine try assists, so yeah. crazy, really. Yeah, no, he's, uh, again, he's been fantastic. Can't take it away from him. Not at all. Uh, right, so wingers, who's your, f- it, go on, well, I'll let you name both your wingers then. Um, Probably one of my more easier decisions, to be honest with you, on this team, um, I think uh, I've gone with Tommy Makinson, mm-hmm. who I think, quite frankly, is just the best winger in in the the league uh, yeah. by by a mile. 
I think he's not only a great finisher, I think his running game is fantastic, and I think he's just brilliant and brings a lot to that Centreland squad. And I think you see it when he doesn't play. They yeah. they don't look anywhere near as threatening. Yeah. And I have gone with Liam Marshall, oh, my okay. other winger. I think he again maybe not towards the start of that season, first few games. I think he was a little bit quiet. But I think he's really found his feet now. He's he's finishing. He's, he's come on leaps and bounds. And yeah, I think if you're asking me now, Liam Marshall would would get into my squad. Yeah, popped up with some important tries, hasn't he? Especially in the Challenge Cup final. But exactly. uh, seems to be able to score at the right time. Definitely. Um, I've also had Tommy Makinson. I think he's the best winger in the league by a mile. Yep. Uh, Sixty top try scorer, sixteen tries, um, and I think he's second in meters made um, with two thousand and eighty-one meters. I think there's only Ash Handley that's that's uh, beat him in metres. Um, who Andy wants to give a shout. He's not picked him, but wants to give a shout out to Ash Handley. He says he's been a rare bright spot for the Rhinos this season. Yep. Um. So oh, and he's also had Tommy Makinson as well. Okay. So all three got Tommy Makinson. Uh, my other winger, I've gone for Ryan Hall. Yeah, reliving the. Uh... He's not showing he's he's done yet, is he? Reliving those glory days. Yeah, he's rolling back the years at the minute. Mm. Um, Eleven tries, two thousand and thirteen meters made. Yep. Yeah, just uh, been incredible this year. Yeah. Um, and Andy's other winger, he's gone for Ken Seo. Again, another one that I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. He's he's picked up. I from think last I think year. he's I think he's got fourteen tries maybe this year. He's there or thereabouts anyway. He's in the yeah. I think he's in the top five. Um and he just says, you know, what a try scorer in what you would probably call a non glamour team and he's quicker than he gets credit for. He is, he's he's very quick actually. Uh saw him do a breakaway try. Uh I can't think of it. I think he might have been in Castleford or something, but mm. yeah, left him all for dad. Yeah, um, really good player. I really like Ken Co. Yeah, um, I do. But I just think that Ryan Hall and the, the meters made, if a winger's making loads of meters, I think a lot of the time it's when they're pinned back in their own half and they come in and <coughs> take a run, don't they? So I yeah. think I think they do a lot of graft like that and uh, I really like that. So yeah. I, that's why I chose Ryan Hall. Um, uh, centres. Yeah, um... I struggled a bit with centres. I think there were quite a, a couple of names just just popping around in my head. Um, I think uh, an underrated, a couple of underrated ones were the likes of uh, Connor Wrench. I mm. think he's been fantastic for Hull. Maybe not Warrington. Uh, sorry, Warrington. I'm thinking of uh, Connor Wynn, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, who was my next one was going to be? Who's been fantastic for Hull this season? Yeah. Uh, both of them have done uh, brilliant for respective clubs. I don't think they quite make my team though. But a big shout out. Um, I went with uh, Ricky Lutelli from Huddersfield. Yeah, I think he's done a fantastic job for them, and there's rumours that he wants to even stay on at Huddersfield now. So hopefully they can tie him down because he's been brilliant for them. Yeah, and I've gone with Sean Kenny Dowell from Hull KR. I think he's been uh, brilliant for them and shown his shown his class. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, both both me and Andy have. Have had the same centres. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both also had Ricky Lutelli. I think he's vastly underrated, and Andy says he's strong, quick, and has good vision and can finish, which is everything that you want in a centre. Yeah. Um, 
And if they keep him, that's a massive win for, for Huddersfield. Uh, eight tries, four try assists this season for, for Lutelli. I think he's been incredible. Yep. Um, and the other centres that we've both gone far, uh, Conrad Hurrell. Yes. The Hurrell Kane. The Hurrell Kane. Uh, really picked up his form since uh, since leaving. He, he, he sort of arrived at Leeds, didn't he? Showed the league what he was capable of, and then he just kind of slumped for a bit, but he's picked it back up, I think, with, with St. Helens this year. Yeah, he has. I think that has a lot to do with World Cup year, Tonga, a lot of Tongan connections at St. Helens as well, with yeah. obviously Christian Wolf being the main one, Yeah, uh, with him being the coach. But he's also played a lot more game time than I think anybody thought. Yeah. And at centre, because I think a lot of people thought he would play at sec- in, the, in the back row somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so for him to get as much game time as he has at centre, I think... Says a lot, and also signed um, another twelve months with St. Helens. He has, and uh, yeah, I I think he's probably earned that. To be fair to him, I don't think uh, absolutely he has. Yeah. yeah, he's he's been incredible. Some of his his runs that he's had, he's never looks fit, but <laughs> yeah, and he uh, he really likes Joe Bachelor, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For those that haven't seen it. Give him a gives him a little kiss on the like, while he's sleeping on the team bus. He is funny. He yeah. is a funny man. You can't say that away from him. If you're gonna have a player just based on solely comedy in your team, you'd pick him every week, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, in in this scenario, he gets in for me and Andy on the way he's been playing, and he's I think he's looked excellent. Yeah, thoroughly deserved. I agree. Uh, right, half. Back. So we'll let's start with your standoff. We go with your six. Um, probably one of the easier ones again in my team. This I think he is uh, brilliant all round. I think he leads the team really well, and you can see a massive difference when he didn't play for his his injury. And I've gone with Johnny Lomax. Yeah, and I think to show the, I think it shows how much he, he it means to him to be playing. I, I mean, I know he had two years out and everything. He was, you know, he, he didn't. He struggled with injuries, didn't he? Um, but to show the mental toughness to be playing with this bicep injury, I think that's fantastic from him. And I think he's just. I remember. I, I remember watching that interview with him after the. I think it was the Warrington game, and what a brain he's got! Mm. The, the 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 thoroughness he goes through it was unbelievable, but. Yeah, without a doubt, Johnny Lomax gets into this team. Oh yeah, definitely one of the best halfbacks um, in the league. Andy has also picked him. Yep. Uh, says he's probably the smartest player in Super League and defying a bicep, in- a bicep injury. Uh, he also wants to give a shout out to Mitchell Pearce, who has now found his feet after the criticism we rightly gave him early doors. Yeah. Well, I've done more than give him a shout out. I've actually put him in. Yeah. I think he's really found his feet, and I know we did did uh, give him a hard time early on, and yeah, like you say, I think it was justified. Yep, didn't look interested, but nine tries, six try assists this season. Yeah, uh, I think it was the tries that tipped me over the edge. Okay, the try assists, I don't think are brilliant for somebody of his quality. Yeah, but uh, pops up and, and knows how to to score, so that's why I've stuck him in. Yeah. Uh, right, seven. Um, well, I've actually put Mitchell Pearce in at seven. I, I couldn't leave him out of the team after. I know we 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 uh we did that scathing review of him at the 
start of the season. But um, no, I agree with everything you just said, and that's why I put him in at seven. However, I do feel I might have been having a different conversation with you on Mitchell Pearce being in this team at seven, had the likes of uh, Lewis Dodd and Mikey Lewis stayed fit. Mm. I think they've both deserved a shout out, but unfortunately, just because of their injuries, don't quite make this team just yet. Um, and another shout out going to Harry Smith at Wigan. Um, I think he's been a, a great player, but um, maybe come the end of the season, maybe he makes the squad for me. Well, I've picked Harry Smith. Oh, fair enough. I think he's really come of age. <clears throat> yeah. Um, really leading that, that Wigan team around. Uh, three tries, eight try assists and two drop goals, one of them being very important, I think, in the win it to lose. Yes. Um, I just think he, he's he got an old head on young shoulders. That's how <laughs> he looks like he's playing to me at the minute. Um. And I quite enjoy watching him play. Um, but like you say, I think it was made easier by the fact that, that Dodd and Lewis and maybe one or two others got injured. But <laughs> saying that, maybe not. I think that's dis- I think that's been a bit disrespectful. I think he's done really well. Fair enough. Um, Andy has picked Josh Drinkwater. He says, although he's injured at the moment, but being outstanding this season and outshone Mitchell Pearce from the off. Fair enough. So, there we go. Uh, let's move on to props. I struggled with this. So did I. So did I. I think there's been quite a few standout props this season. Mm, I, I really I really struggled with, with props this season. Mm. Because I didn't think... I, I didn't think that anybody had really stood out to me. No. Um, I, I agree. Um, and... My first one, maybe I'm going off more, as you say, past performances, as we've said before. Um, but uh, I think, again, I think he, I think he just, just looks good every week, to be fair. Um, I think he sometimes goes under the radar. But I've gone with Alex Wormsley. Okay. Um, I think Wormsley's been fantastic. I think he runs the ball in really well. Um, but yeah, no, I, I couldn't ignore Alex Wormsley in that team. And my second one, I struggled. Um, but I have gone with Chris Hill. Okay. Uh, I think Hill has really shown Warrington what they're missing. Um, and I think he, uh, he he deserves to be in that squad. The only other player that he, he came close to struggling with was similar to Andy um, for the... Uh, reason at Leeds uh, I had Oledsky written down mm. just because I think he's been a bit of a, a a bright star at Leeds as well yeah well, well I, I picked uh, Oledsky I think he's been their best player um, 200 carries uh, 1,485 metres this season brilliant um, so he's. I think he's been um, a shining light in, in Poor Leeds team so far. Yeah. Um, Andy has also picked Chris Hill. Yep. He says he's been rejuvenated since his, his move. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other prop he's picked is Chris Satai. Okay. He's constantly good and hard as nails. Um, 
And a shout out to Oledzki, who's made an, an amazing 466 tackles. Wow. But probably because Leeds don't really have the ball. <laughs> Is that what he actually yeah. wrote? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Brilliant. And Brad Fash, because he's got a good mullet. Has he? Yeah. I don't... Well, it's just... Sorry, I know I shouldn't leave, I, sh- I know I shouldn't disrespect the mullet club, yeah, but... no, don't. Uh, oh, my other prop, I went, f- I, I really struggled, uh, and then I think over the last few weeks I've been really impressed with um, this guy. Um, his impact off the bench, he's like fourth or fifth in offloads, he's got 22 offloads, I've gone for Ignatius Parzi. Has he really got that many offloads? Yeah. Wow. So I um, I think he's impressed when I've seen him come off the bench. So and I think he's quite a big game player as well, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I I'll, I'll be honest when I've when I've watched Sutherland's, I have been impressed by him, but I didn't think those were his those were his numbers. So fair enough. No, um, Hooker next, and I struggled on this one as well, but for the opposite reason. I think there's been quite a lot of good ones this year. Yeah, um, I, I I agree. You don't you don't have to look very far for a good couple of hookers this season, do you? Um, the I think again watching St. Ellen's, he just looks like he's never going to give up, does he? In James Roby, mm. uh, I, th- I think he constantly performs at nine out of ten every time I watch him, and you could he's just one of them. You could probably give him man of the match every week. Yeah. For the things that you don't really see. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, however, I went with Danny Levi. Mm. I think he's been fantastic at Huddersfield. And I think it would be a shame to have him miss out at this point. But very, very tough decision for me. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I went with Huddersfield's Danny Levi. Yes, I, I had Levi down. Um, but I've gone with, I mean... James Roby is was also down, and it's just like he just plays by his own standards, and he's yeah. just evergreen, just carries on. Uh, but I've gone for Matt Parcel. I think he's been excellent. Yeah, when uh, he's been fit for OKR, um, I think he's got the most runs from dummy half. Yeah, just just excellent. Really, really good player. Really solid. Um, yeah. And I like him a lot, so he gets in. Um, and Andy has picked James Roby. Okay. He says he's still by far the best hooker in Super League and he thinks the closest to him at the moment is Cruz Lehman. Fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. And I can't disagree with you with Matt Parcell either. I think it was Ellery Hanley this week, didn't he? He said that he could have given him one of the match and he didn't even play a single minute for the, yeah. the All-Stars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which weird. is bizarre, but I get I, I, when I read it, I was I understood what he meant in the backroom game, but... Mm. Bit of a weird comment to come out. You know what? You've had Levi, I've had Parcel, and, and Andy's had Roby, and I don't think anybody, you know, anybody could have had one of them three, and I don't think there's a a, a wrong answer really at the minute for them three. No, I I totally agree. Um, but we'll see what happens coming into the season. Anyway, uh, let's move on to second row. Who have you got in your second row? Uh, second row. I struggled a bit more with this one as well. Uh, I think there's been an, a couple that could have got into this into this side, but I went with Liam Farrell. I think he's been fantastic, and another another one that just doesn't seem 
to want to slow down. He looks, as as you said, with, with Roby Evergreen, just constantly week in, week out. He seems to be Wigan's best player and... I think he's. I think he's been fantastic, and he signed a, a one year. I think it, is it one year extension with Wigan. I don't mm. know. If, I think it's just one year. But um, well done to him for that as well. So no, I think it was three. <coughs> Did he sign three years? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's only thirty-one. No, he's not. He is. I promise you, because I read the same thing and I was like, "There's no way he's thirty-one." No, I'm not having Liam Fowles thirty-one. I'm, I swear to God. Wow. I swear, he's because I remember thinking three years, bloody hell, how, how long? Yeah, he just seems he's just one of them players who seems to have been around for absolutely ages. Yeah. Oh well, fair enough. Then three years at thirty-one, I don't blame them for that yeah. one. Then fair enough. Because I, I was the same <coughs> too. I was like, what? Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Just been around forever. Hasn't yeah, he has. I just see him in a totally different light now. Yeah. Oh well. Fantastic, but I still, yeah, I still mm. think he's been fantastic this season. And my other one is uh, Joe Batchelor. Okay, uh, fantastic for St. Helens this season. Mm. Got his first England call up on the back of that, mm. and it's easy to see why. Uh, good, good runner. He can score. He can score a few tries, mm. and <clears throat> yeah, I think he's. I think he's done really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got himself an England call up, didn't he? Through that, through all these hard work. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, me and Andy have actually gone for the same second rowers, and I thought this was quite easy to be honest. Okay, just because immediate thought, and then when I, even when I thought about it, like you say, like it's a bachelor. Um, I, I think these two have been the absolute standout in this position, um, and that's Liam Farrell. Mm-hmm. Uh, because despite the likes of Field, French, Marshall, uh, Smith, Cust, who have come in, yeah, he's still their Wigan's most influential player. Yeah, I just think he's incredible. Um. I thought that was quite an easy one. Um, and the other one, which I thought was quite easy, was Chris McQueen. He's been excellent this season. Yeah. Um, and then Andy <laughs> says he has to be in with a chance of Man of Steel, which I don't disagree with at all. I think he's been phenomenal. I think he's got uh, 10 tries this season. Yeah. 10 tries, 993 metres. Liam Farrell, by the way, nine tries, three try assists, 1,614 metres. Wow. So, a pair of them are absolute workhorses. Yeah. Um, I thought that was... I thought they were the easiest positions to pick, to be honest, throughout this whole team. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, I, to be honest with you, I forgot... Funnily, I forgot about my Chris McQueen. Um... But yeah, now you've said it, yeah, no, fair enough. It's uh, a a good standout player there. Absolutely. Uh, Right, let's wrap the mid-season dream team up then with your Loose Forward podcast. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Uh, Now, this one I did think was, was easy. And I think if you listened to last week's podcast, I was surprised and then realized he was out with an injury in this England squad. Okay. And I think he just, I think he walks into 
any team in the league. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Morgan Knowles. Okay. I think he's been absolutely amazing this season. He's, his work ethic is second to none. He's he, he just he looks like he could go for eighty minutes. Yeah. In a very demanding position, mm. and I think he's just been phenomenal from what I've seen. And I don't doubt that he won't get into that England squad come the end of the year for the World Cup. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, you know. Bateman's been back now for for Wigan, and I think he's done well. Still, don't think he looks like he's the Bateman that left for the NRL, but I think you're starting to see signs of that again now. Yeah, I think he's he's pretty close to that. To be honest, I think yeah. he's done well this season. But yeah, so my pick is Morgan Knowles. Yeah, um, Andy has gone for Joe Weatherman, which I think he's meant to say Joe Westerman. <laughs> I've just noticed. So, <laughs> Joe Weatherman. Joe Weatherman. How's it looking out there, Joe? <laughs> Raining. <laughs> so he's picked Joe Weatherman uh, because he says it's great to see a real ball handling thirteen, and he, he deserves to be in this team. Which I I, I love the ball playing thirteen. You know, Sean O'Loughlin did it a lot. Mm. School thought that sort of thing. Morgan Knowles is sort of teetering on that sort of thing. He can pass the ball and that kind yeah. of. But yeah, I do I do like a ball playing thirteen. Um, so yeah, he's picked Westerman. I'm gonna go with and I'm gonna go for Benjamin Garcia. Another very very good pick. Yeah. Who again, eighty minute player. Um. Really leads that that Catalans team around five hundred and two tackles this season and one thousand two hundred ninety six meters. Yeah, just an absolute workhorse and really really like him. I think he's an excellent player. I think again, similar to that number nine position, we've all had a different loose forward there. Yeah, and I don't think anyone could argue with either of those decisions for whatever reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll just quickly run through Andy's team. So Andy's is Connor, Makinson, Hurrell, Lutelli, Sio, uh, Lomax and Drinkwater, Hill, Roby, Satai, McQueen, Farrell and Weatherman. Oh, Westerman. <laughs> um, mine is Field, Makinson, Hall, Lutelli, Hurrell, Pierce, Smith, Aledsky, Parsi, Parcel, uh, McQueen, Farrell, and Garcia, and yours just to wrap us up. Lola here, Makinson, Lutelli, Kenny Dowell, Liam Marshall, Johnny Lomax, Mitchell Pierce, Alex Wormsley, Danny Levi, Chris Hill, Liam Farrell, Joe Bachelor, and Morgan Knowles. Excellent. Well, that sees off this segment. Let's quickly move on to this. Moose Forward Podcast Prediction League with Sixth Again. Yes, that buzzer can once again mean it's that time of the week, and we are joined by Bry from Six Again. How are we, Bry? Yeah, not too bad, boys. How are you? Very well, thank you. Now you'll notice we're we're missing Andy again this week. Yeah, hasn't got the voice for radio. We said this week, has he? Is that is that what he's told you? 
Yeah. Oh, well, I think he might have been telling some porkies to you there, Bri. He hasn't done a Nick Kyrgios and started telling porkies, as you know. Well, it's funny you should mention Nick Kyrgios, right? Because he's out playing tennis tonight. Of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> so, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Does this mean then that in his head, he's thought, well, I've caught COVID that Callum caught. Callum caught it off Dan Evans. That means I might play like Dan Evans and I'll go play tennis. I think that must be where what yeah. he's thinking. I, I don't see any other logical explanation. That's the trail, isn't it? That, we've, we've, yeah, that, that's it. That's exactly, what he's, that's exactly what he's been thinking, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, it is. <laughs> better than, it, it's, it's better than catching a rugby ball and thinking you're Benji Marshall. That's true, which I do every other Saturday. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell when, you, when, it's when teams turn up. Yeah, when teams turn <laughs> Mainly our team. But... <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, Bright, uh, obviously it's been a couple of weeks since we've done a prediction, so can you give us a quick refresher on what the league table looks like? Yeah, quick update. Um, the insiders are still top with a 34-point gap to second yourself, Callum. Mm-hmm. Um, one point gap to Andy in third. A four point gap to myself in fourth. Then a 31 point gap to the stats team um, in fifth. Then a 17 point gap to Lancashire in sixth. They were on 200. And then still bottom in Yorkshire, thanks to Jordan's poor week last week. Uh, or the week before, should I say. And they're on 190. Well, whoever's doing the predictions for Yorkshire this week um, as well they can't do any worse can they no they can't he's put them under some pressure as Jordan hasn't he yeah. so who have we got this week Bray right well even though he become joint top scorer a fortnight ago Bobby's been demoted um, and we have Cast Tiger stats on for the stats team come on Roy uh, bring it home for Yorkshire we have uh, lot 17A okay um, for Lancashire, we have Salford fan Phil Rogers. And for the insiders, we have the BBC um, commentator, Matt Newsom. Excellent. Excellent. Well, welcome to Matt as it's his Predictions League debut. So he's he's got a tough task to uh, keep up this uh, role that the insiders are on, hasn't he? He has, he has indeed. Oh. He's got. He must be one of the best insiders we have. He must have all the inside knowledge. He works every week. Yeah, you'd think maybe so. twice a week. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, all that inside knowledge. We'll so, soon find out. We're we expect- so we're expecting <laughs> the best week from Matt this week, then, are we? Yeah, surely. We're expecting to even top Keith Mason's incredible week. Wow. Yeah. So no pressure, Matt. Yeah. Saying that, yourself and Bobby weren't fired off that last uh, couple of weeks ago. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe we were on the wrong team, Bobby. <laughs> Maybe we are. <laughs> uh, right, right. So, back to Super League. Um, what is our first game this week? Thursday night. Second part of a double-header with the women's game before it. St. Helens v Leeds. Eight o'clock and both games are on Sky. Oh, oh, excellent. Excellent. Well, that'll be a good night then, won't it? Nice to see the, the women's game. Yeah, definitely. Some, I didn't realise both games were on time. Excellent. Yeah, brilliant. Um, well, in the case of the men's then, always a real, well, traditionally, it's always been a really good match, hasn't it? But mm-hmm. uh, they're just chalk and cheese at the minute, aren't they? The 
so far apart. Um, it, it'd be interesting. I, I'm not. I'm not sure Saints. I said it last week. I'm not sure Saints are firing 100 um, percent at the minute. So I don't think it will com- be a complete blowout. Um, especially with them having quite a few players playing that uh, international friendly last week. So I'm going to say Saints by 16. Okay. Uh, I'll just join in for fun and see if me and Roy are on the same wavelength. Okay. Uh, and I agree with you. I think uh, I think Leeds, as I said last, uh, last time out, turned that corner against Warrington. And then they played a, a good side like Huddersfield. And I think it'll be the same kind of thing down the down the path here for playing Saints again just another one of those top four teams and I have gone St Helens by 14 okay and Andy has gone Saints by 18 well we have a clean sweep Bobby you weren't too far off Roy stats team of this week on Saints by 18 uh, lots 17 for Yorkshire Saints by 22 Phil for Lancashire Saints by 12 Matt for the insiders, Saints by 10. And myself, I've gone Saints by 14. Okay. Um, next game then, Brian. Friday night on Sky. Warrington v Hull, 8 o'clock. This is... Um, a tough one. Yeah. A very, very tough one. Um, <sighs> I, I don't think that Hull have got the capabilities to to win a game like this without the likes of Jake Connor there. Mm. Um, unfortunately for them, as much as Warrington have, haven't been playing that great, they've still been scoring tries. And I think that's going to be the key difference in this one. Mm. Um, so for that, I've gone Warrington by eight. Okay. Um, yeah. Hull seem to be in a bit of disarray at the minute, don't they? Having lost Connor and then this week, coming out that, that Josh Reynolds is set to leave immediately as yes. well um, which to be honest I think he's probably a good move because he's been <laughs> dreadful yeah. uh, but it doesn't help as all just all, all everything in the background done it it's it doesn't look well and like you say Warrington not playing well but I think Williams having an half decent game for England and that maybe pick up a bit of form maybe he'll kick on and um, and I don't know, but it's one of them games where I'm going to say Warrington, but I don't know why. Mm. I'm going to say Warrington by eight. Oh, and uh, yeah, I forgot he went here. And he's gone Warrington by four. We don't have a clean sweep this week. Lot mm-hmm. uh, 17A for Yorkshire, Warrington by four. Phil for Lancashire, Warrington by eight. Matt for the Insiders, Waddington by two. Myself, I'm the same. It's two bad teams who, or two in not informed teams with some issues. And it's a toss of the coin, but I've gone Waddington by six. And Bobby, the stats team, and Cast Tigers have gone Hull by 22. Hull by 22. Wow. That's a brave prediction, I think. That is very brave from Roy. <laughs> wow. I'm just okay. double-checking. Yeah, no, does say Hall by 22. Wow, that's brave. Okay. Wouldn't surprise me if it happened, to be honest. No, but... Anyway, uh, right, Bri, uh third game? Uh, another game on Saturday, 8 o'clock, Wigan feet to lose. Yeah, I think... Um, to lose, I've been playing better, but... Um, 
Wigan look really strong at the minute. Um, as far as I know, no injuries. So I'm going to say Wigan by 22. I agree. Toulouse look to improve each week, but I think this one just might get away from them a bit. And I've gone Wigan by 20. Andy has also gone Wigan by 20. Clean sweep. Uh, Stats same. I've this week gone Wigan by 16. Uh, Lot 17A for Yorkshire, Wigan by 28. Phil Phalanxia, Wigan by 14. Matt for the Insiders, Wigan by 8. And myself, I've gone Wigan by 22 as well, Carl. Okay. Um, next game then, fourth game. First the three games on Sunday. Salford v Wakefield at 3 o'clock. Uh, I think this is this is one of those games that I think could go either way, mm. and I think it is just a a bit of a, a a roll of the dice, look of the draw type thing. I think whoever gets on top in the maybe the middle will probably win this game, um, and I have a feeling that my uh, my partner on the on these predictions won't go the same way. Um, but I've gone Wakefield by 10. Okay. Um, I also think it'll be quite a close game and, and, and one of them that could go either way, but I think Salford have a little bit more about them at the minute, so I'm going to say Salford by 10. And Andy has gone Salford 16. Okay. Well, Bobby, if you were playing this week, you'd be the only one going for Wakefield. Okay. Uh, Stats team, cast Tiger Stats have gone Sulphur by 6, Lot 17 A for Yorkshire, Sulphur by 12, Matt for the Insiders, Sulphur by 4, myself, Sulphur by 8, Phil, for Lancashire, Sulphur fan, a draw. Oh, oh, I do love a draw prediction. <laughs> I just... actually wanted a golden point prediction, but obviously we don't do them. Wow, a draw. But we've gone for the he's gone for the draw. I'm just checking which golden but he actually went for Wakefield in Golden Point as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. Right. Well that is a bold one. That would be a seven point prediction, yeah. wouldn't it? Wow. Look at look at Jordan setting waves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with his draw predictions. Yeah. Yeah. He's took it's took six weeks for him to follow, but someone's finally done it. Mm. Yeah, but get a ball. But both of Jordan's weeks have been poor. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That true. <laughs> yeah. uh, Don't want to get on that wave, do you? No, no, no that's very true. I'd rather drown. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right, uh, next game, Bry. Who KR for Huddersfield? Sunday, quarter past three, live on Sky. Oh, brilliant. Excellent. A Sunday game on Sky. Brilliant. Um... A, a a tough one here, really. Um, I think Old KR probably play some of the best rugby at home. Uh, I think I just to stick with what we've said over the the last few weeks in that these top four teams just look nailed on and they look they're like they're going to win mm. every week. And I, I just think for that reason, I've gone Huddersfield eight. Yeah. Interesting point you make about OKR, you know, and, and them being at home. I do think, yeah, they really 
do like playing at home, don't they? Mm. Um, I think it's atmosphere and crowd and everything. It's a brilliant place. Um, yeah, it is. But Uddersfield look really, really strong. Um, Will Price getting more game time and stuff will make him even stronger, I think. Uh, so I'm going to say Huddersfield by 14. And Andy has gone for quite a close game. He's gone Huddersfield 6. We don't have a clean sweep. No, that doesn't surprise me. That. No, it doesn't. We actually do have two other Huddersfield 6s. Uh, one is Mafferty and Sardis, and one is Phil for Lancashire. Huddersfield by 14, says Lot 17A for Yorkshire. Roy for the stats team, Huddersfield by 12. And myself, Hull KR by 6. Mm. On the premise of the performance that they gave against St. Helens a fortnight ago, yes. they pushed them really close. They could have won, to be quite fair. Yeah. And as you say, that home crowd will be is one of the best, isn't it, really, in the league, to be quite fair. And also, before the game, They've got a double header there. They've got um, the women are playing in a derby just before. So if okay. that's going well, the crowd are going to get really built up just before the uh, the main game, aren't they? Mm. Which I, I know might make a difference, but I've just got the sneaky feeling of Hull KR. Yeah. No, I think um, I think they could do, definitely. Uh, so that should leave us with one last game, should it, Brian? Yeah. Um, Sunday, 3.30. Castleford v Catalan. Hmm. I think I don't. Castleford don't look very good at the minute to me. Um, they struggled in Toulouse, didn't they? The, the week before the break, just about won. And I know they're not the first team to do that. You know, St. Helens lost there. Wigan only won by a drop goal. Yeah. Um. You know, it's a tough place to go. Uh. But they they, they don't look. There's something missing at the minute, I think, at Castleford and Catalan are the opposite and are just on a bit of a roll and, and really firing. Uh, so I'm going to say Catalan by 20. Yeah, I agree with you, with yourself, Callum. Um, I just think that Cass are not impressing me at the moment. They don't look like scoring a lot of points. And yeah, I think Catalan's will just come to town, do the business and go go back home to France with the two points. So I'm going to go Catalan by 14. Well, Andy has also gone Catalan's by 14. And we have a clean sweep. Um, stats team, Cass Tiger Stats, have gone Catalan by 12. Castle for the fan. Mm. Lot 17, A for Yorkshire, Catalan by 16. Phil for Lancashire, Catalan by 10. Matt for the insiders, Catalan by four, and myself, Catalan by eight. Only because now they've been playing Morg in the halves, and Morg's now out for four or five weeks after getting injured last week in the international. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. Oh, is he? Josh Drinkwater, yeah. how far is he off? Does anybody know? I think he's been training, I just don't know whether they're going to play him. No, I, obviously yeah. we're doing this before the squads have come out. I was going to say I didn't think he was that far off. He's not that no. far, but you've got the it's do the risk him in this game to mm. keep him for next week. Yeah, Mitchell Pearce is going to have to really step up this week, then, isn't it? Well, you're going to assume his yeah. partner's going to be Tyrone May, and so he's yeah, slipped into half back. So. So. Yeah, he has done that in the past, hasn't he? Yeah. Mm. Well, we'll wait and see, but. Um, 
I think that just about wraps us up, doesn't it, Bobby? I think it does indeed. Um, obviously, thank you uh, for staying and listening, if you've made it this far. Uh, thanks to Brian again for, for doing all the predictions and sorting everything out. Um, if you are obviously going watching any rugby this week, then stay safe and enjoy. But from all of us here at the Lose Forward podcast, it's goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.